are Stephen and Jill. Together, we've been buying and reselling land since the 90s. Our data-centric approach leaves our buyers asking, how can you sell it so cheap? Here on the Land Academy Show, we answer that and more. Stephen Jill here. Hello. Welcome to the Land Academy Show, entertaining land investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from sunny Southern California. Today, Jill and I talk about pushing past what's holding you back. This is a direct result of a conversation that Jill had with her, uh, well, you describe where you got this it's topic. It's the idea. Land Academy Ladies Group. This is actually um, an upcoming uh, topic that we're going to talk about. I think it's next week in our meeting. So what it is, is if you, I'll just, if you don't know, I'll tell you, you can get in on this. <laughs> For all the women, whether you're the primary uh, person in your company or secondary in your company, it's you and your husband or you and your brother or you and your sister or you and your friend, whatever it is. It's for the Women of Land Academy. We call it Land Academy Ladies. We have a weekly closed Zoom call where we get together. Guys are not allowed. Sorry. And, <laughs> and we talk about things that are unique to us. And this was one of the things that we talked about this week. Uh, and we're going to cover more in depth next week. Awesome. How did it go? It was the first time, right? Oh my gosh, it was awesome. So much fun. We had people there from Sydney, Australia. We had Hawaii. We had all over the U.S., uh, you name it. And it was just a really, and, and we had all different backgrounds and all different ages and some with little kids and some, you know, way retired almost. And this is just another thing they're doing. It was great. It's great. It's always coming up, it's coming up with something new, Joe. Mm -hmm. It was really fun. I was inspired. <laughs> What's awesome. so funny? You know, that's the whole thing. I kind of, this came about because, you know, people were asking about it and, and I wanted to do it. And then I walked away with like, wow, I can't wait to do that again. I'm so, I'm expired. And I had an aha moment. It was awesome. Good. Before we get into it today, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the landinvestors.com online community. It's free. I'm going to uh, read the question today. We're going to answer the questions as we go, because this is a very, very, very positive, very good, re realistic uh, experience, I think, for what happens even now with us today when we buy land. Thomas asks, I would like to know some strategies other that, uh, that others are using. I sent my second mailer in October. A couple of weeks went by with no responses, so I sent another one out in November to a different county in the same state. Well, my lack of patience bit me. <laughs> Every single time this happens it to does, us. It does, even to us. I began getting several calls and signed agreements for my second mailer. I have one purchase uh, in title right now and another behind that one and possibly a third. I have had a massive response on my third mailer where I can't even keep up with the calls, emails, and signed agreements. Many I pass over because of the lack of the five A's. Okay. I have several deals lined up with my third mailer. Many sellers are in no rush, but I don't want to put them off. I can't handle the volume. What are some of you doing to delay purchases without seeming, uh, you know, seeming like a novice in quotes, which I am. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is so great. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you, Thomas, for picking up on the five A's. There used to be four. Now there's five because because I added alive because <laughs> that often comes up. We should uh, say what the five A's are. Okay. They are access, attributes, acreage, affordability, 
and alive. So when you're doing your due diligence and deciding if a property is worthy of purchasing, you think about those five A's. They've got to have, you know, all five are darn close or something really good that makes you discount one of the five A's. Maybe maybe it's affordability. It's so affordable. You'll you can handle this and this kind of thing. There's there's ways that you can tweak it, but that's what they are. And I love the fact the 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 question about many sellers that you don't want you don't want to sound like a novice. And uh, are you telling are you highlighting that because you want to move on? No, okay. please go ahead and tell okay. us. This is valuable. This is a very real experience. Okay. Well, let's just this. You read what Lucas wrote, and then I'll add to that. Well, I'd really rather hear your oh. response. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I'm not highlighting it. I'm not. It's not intend, intended for you at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, got it. You know what? Well, here's the thing. I, there's a, re, a response in landinvestors.com uh, to this to this experience, and it's very, very detailed and and very valuable. Uh, but it's very, um, well, I'll read it in a minute. Okay. So when Jill's done. <laughs> I would say about a couple of things you can do uh, without sounding like a novice. Well, first of all, my first and favorite one is be honest. Like, I don't say I'm a novice, but I do say I allocated so much money this month and I have found other purchases that are also great, you know, and I need to kind of put things in order. So let's see, I can do this in December. I can do this, whatever. There's nothing wrong with saying that, number one. Number two, if they're in a hurry and have a valid reason, like I will give it to you at this price if we do by the end of the year. And your real reason is you don't have the money. That's an easy one. That, that was, was gonna, a deal funny. That was my response. If you have too many deals and not enough money, which is a, everyone agrees is a great right. problem to have. There's nothing but people in the Land Academy group that right. have tons of money. Right. All you got to do is reach out. Yep. Exactly. That's a great way to form lifelong partnerships too. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe uh, a couple mailers from now, you add a couple of zeros like Jill always talks about to your mailer price, you up your game and and uh, now you've got, you're, the higher the price property, the more people in our group are going to be interested in looking at it. Yep. So Lucas responds here and he said, and Lucas is, the main reason I'm including this response here and I usually don't is because this is the type of people that are in this group. Lucas says, I've had the same problems. I took the process as outlined in the rural vacant land document, which is uh, actually in the Land Academy program, and wrote it into a procedure. My intent, which is what I suggest in the all the way through the Land Academy 2.0 and 1.0 programs. My intent was to make a system that would be easy to train employees eventually. Each step should define clearly which documents are used, where files are located, which resources are used to perform each function, and what your stop gates are, et cetera. This is, we have brilliant people in this group, Joe. Mm -hmm. Also, which roles uh, within the organization are responsible for each step of the process? After your procedure is written and the steps are clearly laid out, test it for a while, work out the kinks. Then down the road, you can get a partner and employee and absorb some of this work. My, my wife does much of the due diligence work with me now so I can focus on the data. This person. Mm -hmm. Lucas. I can't wait to see what happens to how yeah. successful this person is. Additionally, you can use a business flow system or customer relationship management system, a CRM, to manage uh, the process. We use Airtable very successfully. 
Uh, some of these platforms have a free basic version. It's fairly inexpensive to hire somebody who does program to get your process flow set up and automated, which I don't recommend. Uh, I had a for years and years and years, uh, and Jill used it for probably the first years we were uh, five years we were together buying and selling land, a custom made autom uh, system, and it's constant. There's constant issues. Right. That, you know what? And we didn't have things like back when I started. We didn't have Airtable or even Salesforce. Right. I got a quote from a gentleman from Italy, blah, 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 2000 bucks on Fiverr. It could have been less expensive, but, uh, and this worked for Lucas and that's fine. That's fine. Um, but it needs to contain, and he goes on to say, it needs to contain each of the steps that are outlined in the program. Last point, which is really why I put this in here. I wasted a ton of time calling people back just to tell them that I'm not interested. Do you do that? No, we don't. We don't tell them. Okay. No. I realized uh, it wasn't worth my time to make the phone calls and, I, and I'm not making any money. So I try to weed these, uh, these types of responses out right away. I also try to get email addresses from everyone up front so I can send a quick email uh, at my convenience rather than planning phone calls, which take up some time. I have two things to say on that. There's two ways to look at this. That's on my inbound call checklist too to get the email. I, I also agree with getting an email address, mm -hmm. but I know from back in my sales days, my sales real estate days, way back in the day. If you have questions for a seller or any excuse that you can, this Jill is magical at this. Rather than dreaming up a reason to talk to a seller, if you actually have valid questions, what you're doing by call, calling them is establishing a relationship and locking that deal in. So if something does go sideways in the transaction, and it often does, they're gonna say, oh, you know, I, I talked to Jill six times already. She seems like a really nice person and genuine and real. Uh, we got together on the price and this thing's going sideways over here. Some stuff came up in the chain of title. I don't know. Escrow issues. Now she, you have an established relationship and you don't have to explain yourself and you can say, hey, Mr. Jones, we'll get through this. It's all right. Do you mm -hmm. agree or disagree mm -hmm. with it? No, I agree with that. So sometimes uh, he goes on to say, sometimes it's actually easier for me to send another letter in the mail because I do that uh, at the time that is convenient for myself and in quotes, I still work a day job. Whenever possible, I only spend time on the phone with people whose property I'm generally interested in. Amen to that. Can I add? Of okay. Course. So now I want to, I was going to add my two cents. Yeah. About the email. That's something you always get. Email, when you're talking to them on the initial phone call, some of the little chips that I'd like to help with, email and find out when's the best time to reach you. Is this the best number? And when are you usually available if I have some questions? Oh, I work, I'm always available between five and seven, you know, during the week. Okay, great. You need to know that. And then you can, if you have those questions, you can call them back. And like you said, questions you might, why might I call them back? I'm doing my due diligence. I'm really not sure about the access. I'm going to call the guy right now and find out real quick. Is there real access? I'm having trouble getting anything from the county. I can't find anything, whatever it is. And you can get that. Uh, the other thing, can you roll back up? Because there was a, I want to see, um, uh, oh, how to word it. What I've learned to do is I word things like, thank you so much. You know, usually when they're calling in, you know, this is all about saving time. So your seller is calling in, hopefully you're at your computer and you could look at neighbor's group real quick, do some initial due diligence, see if you want to take it to the next level. And, and uh, if, if you're not sure you need more time, tell them, maybe establish something, as he said. And then I, I might even, I do this most of the time. I'll end the call with, tell you what, uh, 
give me a couple days. If I want to move forward, you know, I'll kind of let you know. So you kind of leave it open, kind of like you may not hear from me, whatever, and then and let it go. And then when you get into it and you really have time to look at it and you go, oh, no, say you offer $2,000 and the guy, you find out there's HOA fees of $6,000 and now you're like, deal's done. I'm not doing this at all. I totally agree. I don't send him a note back. I don't call him back and say, by the way, do you know what your HOA fees are? <laughs> kind of thing. I'm Because you, all you're going to do is open a can of worms. And sometimes, because what happens too, sometimes then you find them throwing it at you and I, I still don't want it. Usually it's something that bad. Like, I don't care what the price is. I don't want the deal. So I don't call them back. We always note it in Airtable. Should this seller call or reach back out like, hey, um, are you guys still interested in this? Easily my staff can look it up and say, nope, super sorry. Here's why. Good advice. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Today's topic, pushing, pushing past. You know what? Before we get into this, the topic, this, I... The, Jill and I had a conversation yesterday about um, two of our employees. Which two? I'm not going to say. <laughs> okay. And it, it, the question that we asked ourselves is this. How many deals can you effectively handle at one time, do you think? Um, like if you're brand new, how many deals can you be managed? Five, 30, 80? If you're super experienced, what, do you, like, what are the number, ballpark numbers? If you're super experienced, you could handle 100 rolling through your inventory at some various stages, but you've got to have a team. You know, it's helpful, or it's, you don't have to, but it's very helpful if you've got a good team that can help you with some of the posting, some of the marketing, some of the customer service, answering the phones, uh, escrow. What if you're brand new? Like my brand new, I'd say five to 10. You know, five to ten. Okay. Okay. Maybe less than five. What do you think? I don't know. I think five is a really tip top number. Okay. If you're brand new, if you've been doing it for a month or at a time, just rolling through is, I think, okay. a great way to say it. Like you said, right. at some stage, there's always some coming in and some being processed and some being sold. This is a good question. If you're brand new, I want you to have five. I don't want you to have one. That's the last thing I want you to do is, if you're brand new, is buy one, wait for the, get the due diligence done. Great. You know, wait for the title close. Great. Now I'm going to post it. Okay. Now I'm going to talk to the sellers and sell it. And, and you know, now you're going, great. How many days have passed? And you're granted, you did everything right. You've got that money in the bank account, and I'm going to do it again. You don't want to get into that habit. You want to get yourself. Why? Why is that so I'm just, funny? I'm not laughing oh, okay. at you at all. Jill, I'm not. But people do I that. Have, I have some comments to make, so okay. please go ahead. I want you to be... It's a hurry up and wait. If you have one, yeah. Jill and I are buying a primary residence in Arizona right now. Right. And it's a big deal. It's, it's, you know, and there's, it's, we're buying it with real estate agents and all that stuff because it's a primary residence and, and we're we live don't there. have an agent, we're, but we're they live had there. an agent. <laughs> and it's truly a hurry up and wait situation. Right. Like, and we've got maybe 35 deals. We're probably closing 35 deals right now or in some process, probably more than that. Right. And it's like, I don't care about those deals. Those are, they're all running through a system and everything's fine. But when you have one deal, it's like, you're just staring at it. You're staring. That's, you're right. It's weird. I'm I need this paperwork. I need that paperwork. Great. And then you're like, <laughs> and then, you know, two weeks go by by mm -hmm. time title says, okay, now we can do this. Like, what the heck? <laughs> so yeah, I want you to keep, so the, and that's, so think about it that way. Once you get the one into escrow um, and it's moving along, there's going to be a little downtime. Let's work on the next one and work on the next one. If you, I honestly think if you're brand new and you think about one purchase a week, that's a healthy. I think that's great. 
very healthy I timeline. think that's fantastic. And, you know, that might strike the fear of whatever in, well, most, in, a, in a topic. lot of people. In a lot of people, yeah. So, but you should be afraid. You should be pushing yourself so far out of your comfort zone that you know you're going to fail. I Are we into the meat of the show right now? Today's topic, pushing past what's holding you back. This is the meat of the show. I'm trying not to say anything because I thought, <laughs> can I talk? Should I just roll right into the topic? Go ahead. So that's one of the things I think about this, about what's what's holding you back. I think a lot of people, it's fear. And it's not, it's just fear of the unknown. And it's so interesting. I, there's people that are fearless. That's kind of like me. I'm just going to run in there. I don't really care. Hey, this is great. You know, jump off the cliff. Everybody landed great. You're going to hit the water. It's fine. Just jump out five feet. You'll be great. All right, here I go. Kind of thing. Watch me. And then there's a, mm, I get to stand back and watch a few people. I'm going to be on the cliff. I'm going to see how they all land. Okay. He jumped that far. He jumped that far. Okay. Whatever. And then there's the people that are like, hold the kick it out of the car. <laughs> they're, they're way over there. Everybody's at the cliff. Everybody's watching. Everybody jump off, have fun in the water. They're like, you know, um, my suit's not fitting right. Or uh, I didn't bring the right whatever. I don't have the right goggles or something. I am not sure I can do this. So you're just run right off the cliff first one. I kind of do that, man. I'm like, I've, and I've kind of always been there. Someone says, this is so much fun. You got to do it. I'm like, awesome. Let me do it. Like I'll jump on. You don't need to show me much how to like a snowmobile or something. I'll just take it and go. It's but, but so I, I need a couple hours of data collection before I jump off that cliff. Well, I understand that. And there's, there's, you know, you know what, there's nothing wrong with it. If you, I think the point is here, you got to recognize who you are. You need to figure out what you need and you need to, Push yourself to get it done or you won't. Yeah. So if you're the person that, well, number one, that just run right out and do it, that's me. But here's what's going to happen. Sometimes you might miss. You might make a mistake. You might jump too far, too short. You got to be careful. You don't want to wipe out. So um, just be, I would just be ready for it. Like, well, did that one wrong. And then you fix it and move on. But I still, I like that. That's good, bad, or otherwise, that's just me. Uh, the second one in the middle, that's, that's a good place to be. You know what, Stephen, where you are is a really good place to be. You you do think about things. You do spend some of it, but not too much. And I will do it. Uh-huh. I will jump off that cliff. Uh-huh. That's just all there is to it. And you are very good at setting healthy timelines. You are very good at saying, all right, I want to go have fun at five o'clock. I'm going to get this blog done. I'm going to get this county mailer data ready. I'm going to do whatever it is. You are really good at that. And that's- I was thinking about teaching a whole class on that because you're not the only person who said that mm-hmm. to me. People in my staff that work directly under me are, I finally have a staff where it's like, I think we're talking about the next, the tomorrow show is actually hiring your dreams staff. Mm-hmm. I have that right now. And it's taken years and years to, to get that to that point where we can have a back and forth conversation. And they've recently said that to me like, Wow, you make every meeting, and it's you know not too long, and and a clear direction, and I don't know, maybe they read a book on how to say cool stuff, you know, get what you want from your boss, <laughs> smooth over your boss, <laughs> yeah, how to know lie, your boss. effectively lie to your boss to get what you want. That's the title of the book. <laughs> that was, that's the book I would write. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> oh, that's good. But you're great at that. I got to say though, you're you're the and that, and honestly, if I had to choose all three, that's where I'd want to be. But 
what happens is there's people in category three that can't get out of the car. What do you do? You got to get your, you got to force yourself. You have to do something to make yourself do it. I don't know. So here's I, hate, my... I hate to say like, don't, don't physically hurt yourself or don't withhold food, but you got to come up with something. So here's my question to you. I have two ideas though too. How often in your work life are you out of your comfort zone? In my work life? Yeah. Work at work. Not, it's not personal. At this point, not very many, but in the beginning, sure. And I, you know what it is? I learned to embrace being out of my comfort zone. I actually like it. There's times that I go, whoa, this is a big deal. You know, it comes up occasionally where I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. I'm not sure I know what I'm doing in here, but watch me. I'm going to figure it out. Like, I don't, I don't really know this area. I don't, I've never bought and sold this kind of a thing. Let's do it, man. I'm, I'm good with that. That was like, doesn't, like I said, doesn't come up very often, but. I'm out of my comfort zone probably 50% of my time, uh, the time professionally. And it's because I'm tr always trying new stuff. Oh, that's good. I'm that's trying good. new mailers. I'm trying new mailer types, products to mail. Uh, I'm, I'm getting into areas where uh, I've never been in before. You know, Joe and I are buying, uh, even though for years we've been saying we won't do this, a lot of paying cash for rentals right now for tax reasons. So we're going to have about to have a bunch of tenants. I forgot about all that but, stuff you're bringing we're, up. <laughs> we're putting in, uh, but what we're doing because of our experience um, is putting in the right people in place. And it's expensive to do that, but we are. We're putting people in place that are, you know, Jill's producing a new show to change topics. Uh, so we hired a producer, a long time, very experienced producer who's changing our lives minute by minute uh, on our staff. So that's all out of my comfort zone. You're right. We're I'm eating my words it. right now because you're right. There's a lot of things that we're doing on that side of the business that yeah. I've never done. Right. Mm -hmm. So it, I, and you know, I look back really even right now, th there's only been a couple of pe short periods in my life where I just kick my feet back up and go, yeah, we're good. I'm going to just do this for a while. We're just, that's just not who we are. Yeah. You don't want to be like, I that, don't think do so either. No, Yeah. no, I think you should always be out of your comfort zone slightly and you should always be trying new stuff. We, I just got all the numbers back on the new marketing that we're trying uh, on for one of the companies uh, based on the one of the, we also hired a marketing person and it's, but it doubled overnight But this person came in and, and so now we've got all this influx of interest in our property uh, and in our education products and an O2O and all of that from, from people that have never, never knew that this was even available because this person came in and said, wow, this would be good for that market or this would be good for that market. And we had a meeting on it and it was almost immediate. Right. They created graphics. That's so that's out of my comfort zone. So I know now we're going to get a lot of commercial real estate people into this group. Yeah. So it's going to change how I, I'm going to present some stuff a little bit differently because I, I have some experience with commercial real estate. So like this, this response to this question from Lucas today is mm -hmm. he's clearly yeah. comes from some background where he's organized and intelligent. And You're right. So. You are right. So pushing past what's holding you back, it's all because you don't know what's going to happen. It's fear of the unknown. Well, I have two, two things. One, you've got to, you got to, you have to do, there's two ways to handle this and I will do both. One is you got to just force yourself to do it. And two is I reward myself when I do it. Yeah, that's good. I don't do that at all ever. <laughs> <laughs> How do you reward yourself? 
Well, let's just... The candy bar or something? <laughs> I don't understand this reward system. I'm Maybe. not joking. All right. We're from different coasts. That's true. <laughs> Let me give you an example that applies to our business. Well, how about this? You get your mailer out. You buy some property. You sell some property. You make a deal with yourself. I get to take my family out to this dinner. I've never been able to afford it. That's a nice reward. Okay. I would like you to put your... You know, most of my should go right back into the business, obviously, but a little reward like that. Don't go buy a new car. That's not a good reward. But some nice little reward like that. And then as you grow, you do more rewards because now you can afford more. That's motivation for a lot of people like me. You know what motivates me? Bank balance. There you go. And that's okay. That's a good reward. Cash is um, making money is reward enough. Mm -hmm. And just winning. Buying a property for 10 grand and selling for 25 is that's that's the reward for me. Right. Anyway, you got to find out what's holding you back and you just got to push through it. You do. Sometimes getting a, a partner will do it too. If oh, you're I was really just having say trouble, the same thing. yeah, you need to. If you really can't get past it, uh, bring in a bring in a partner, and and uh, who will hold you accountable. And that kinds of actually one more thing that ties into the accountability groups that we've got coming up because that's going to be really helpful. I know that people are going to have others there saying, "You better send out a mailer, Bob, by Tuesday." Or I'm coming after you, which they're <laughs> not. But, you know, you need a good friend like that that's yeah. going to help your partner. Cool. Happy you could join us today. Five days a week, you can find us right here on The Land Academy Show. Tomorrow, the episode on The Land Academy Show is called Hiring Your Land Staff Dream Team. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. Jill, it's been a whirlwind two weeks uh, of Thanksgiving for us. Oh, yeah. You know, if you're a, if you're a consistent listener, you'll know you. I'm sure you noticed that the last two episodes, which I don't think we've ever done, the last two episodes uh, Monday and Tuesday this week were um, pretty high quality reruns. Best or of. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if if 1970 sitcoms can do it, we can do it. <laughs> the best of Land Academy. We are just busy as heck. It's uh, all good. We're buying real estate and, and buying tons and tons of properties and. Um, yeah. Something had to give for the first, but we're back on track now. It's all good. <laughs> Need to send out a few thousand offers to property owners like us? Check out offers and the number two owners.com. So it's offers to owners.com. No setup fees, feel mail merge, exceptional service, and now including just released for everyone concierge data and pricing. It's awesome. Give offers to owners a call today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. We hope you find our content valuable and we do appreciate your support. If you haven't already, please zip on over to our YouTube channel and hit the subscribe button. And your comments and suggestions help us to create the type of content you're here for. Hitting the like button helps to support our channel's algorithm, engage your interest for future shows. We're, We're Stephen Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property. <laughs>